This is the Hiking Through Life podcast. We've all been gifted a journey called life. Let's see where the journey leads us today. This is day 17 of our summer road trip, Tuesday, July 23rd. And today we finished up our AT hike unexpectedly. Well, I mean, I guess yesterday we kind of expected it after we looked at the trail guide that Soway had given us and realized that we're at the shelter that he said he would meet us at, or at least to tell him about when we were going to get there. You know, and he said, yeah, when you get there in a couple days, just let me know. Yeah, so here we were with uh, three days worth of food because we were expecting to do about 30 miles and it ended up being just one night. Yeah, I think the whole hike um, was about eight and a half, nine miles. So yesterday we ended up doing our, I don't know, maybe like four and a half of it. Yeah. And today was about four. So, um, yeah, we woke up at the Lehman Brook shelter. Uh, we camped, um, a little bit up the hill from the shelter. Um, we just didn't know. We had seen a few through hikers on the trail and with Daisy, we just didn't want to be in the shelter or like around the shelter because she tends to bark at people that come up towards the tent um, at night. And so we just, for everyone, there was also a guy that we had met um, who was sleeping in the shelter. Yeah, and so we just didn't want to bring Daisy in the shelter and have other people around. And then there was another group of girls, probably like 15 girls that were camping a bit away from the shelter as well. So we just didn't want to be around them because they were a little, a little louder. You could hear them from the shelter. So we found our own space. But that group of girls, it was really neat. They were all, um, they, none of them had known each other prior to their hiking trip and they were about to go out and do the hundred mile wilderness. Yeah, and they were, like, what, high school aged? Yeah, they were ages 13 to 18. And there was two counselors with them, and the rest of them were the girls that just wanted to go out and do this. It was through some kind of camp. Yeah, and that's what we had noticed throughout the day, too, is as we were hiking out of the 100-mile wilderness, there were a number of, like, camps, like, groups of kids around that age, middle school, high school, that were um, hiking into the 100-mile wilderness. Some were doing shorter hikes, like 30 miles. Um, Some were doing the whole 100-mile wilderness. Um, But it was cool to see all those groups, but yeah, I mean, the trail got kind of busy with a lot of those those camp groups. Yeah, it did, but again, really cool and inspiring to see people of all ages going out because yeah there was like high school students and then this guy staying at the shelter was like in his 60s probably so the trail 
touches people of all ages and all walks of life and it's just a reminder that it's possible for anyone to get out there. Yeah, and we didn't really stop to talk to many of the groups today, but you talked to, like, one of the girls yesterday, and, um, were they, like, experienced at all with backpacking, or was it their first time? That girl, the one that I talked to, had done no backpacking ever, no camping ever. It was her first time doing any of this. I don't know about the rest of the girls. But yeah, she said she was just so excited to be out there and try something totally new. She said her mom works for the camp that was putting this trip on. And I can't recall the name of the camp other than that it was in Texas. Um, and so she decided to go on this trip. So it'd be really neat to find out how it went for her and all of those girls. Yeah, and that's kind of cool that the camps do that with... I guess, new people. Um, I would guess that maybe there's some kids in, in those camps that have done some sort of backpacking before, but, you know, maybe uh, maybe it is all their, their first times. Um, they look like they're having fun. I mean, at least the ones hiking in, I don't know how they will be in a few days after... Uh, yeah, the, well, and their you know, plan was to be out there for three weeks, so... Yeah. That can kind of get a... And this was their very first night. Yeah, that can... That'll be interesting, you know, um, for kids that, like that girl that hasn't done it before, like, it'd be kind of cool to see what her attitude is about it, you know, after the fact. Um, but unfortunately, we won't be there or get to witness that. Um, but yeah, we... We hiked today, and then we, we hiked back to our car um, that was parked at Shaw's Hiker Hostel in Munson, Maine. Um, we met a guy who was going northbound. Um, we were going southbound, and we met him, like, on the road as we were hiking into town. He was going into town to get his uh, last resupply before going into the 100-mile wilderness. Yeah, and he really wanted a beer as well. He was on the search for a beer. Yeah. <laughs> search for a beer and also, like, hoping to hitch a ride from somebody because the the trail was about, like, two miles from, like, the center of town where all the where the hostel is where the general store is to resupply where the post office is where he was headed because he had a package for his resupply coming in and um yeah it was just kind of neat to talk to him and hear his story yeah and he was just very like straight up he was like this sucks I'm over my through hike I want to be done um, yeah, so he was just very honest, and um, I, that's what I would imagine it would be like in your on some days when you're through hiking. It's it sucks some days. I mean, it sucks when I'm out there sometimes for three days. I find that it sucks and it's hard. So I can only imagine those days that suck as a through hiker sometimes. And he was totally by himself, so that too. And I asked him like, so do you ever hike with people? He was like, no, I can't even stand like being by myself sometimes. So to be with another person, I could never do that. Yeah. No, he, <laughs> I think he said that he couldn't stand himself sometimes. Yeah. 
Um, so he, yeah, I mean, yeah, he wanted to be by himself most of the time. He even said he didn't even camp at the shelters usually. He had a hammock and he would just kind of string it up in the woods somewhere. Um, so yeah, that was kind of interesting to hear from him. Um, but yeah, going back to that, for the northbounders that are going through that area, Munson is the last stop for a resupply before you get through the 100-mile wilderness. And there is a sign on the trail at, I think it was Highway 15, it was, um, when you first enter the 100-mile wilderness, it says, like, warning, like, have, um, all of your resupply, um, and your food packed for, I think it said, like, 10 days. At least 10 days worth. Because it said there is nowhere in the wilderness to resupply until you get out, which is like another 100 miles. That's why they call it the 100-mile wilderness. So, yeah, big warning. So, you basically, yeah, you have to carry 10 days worth of food or just put on a lot more miles each day instead of averaging those 10 miles a day. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's also good in a situation like that to maybe carry a little extra food. You know, I'm not a through hiker yet, um, but I would imagine that there may be instances where, you know, like weather, for example, would prevent you from going the mileage that you want to go, or, you know, your, your body won't allow you to go because, you know, you're sick or get overheated or something like that where you have to take a rest day. So, um, it's probably a pretty good warning and I'm sure there's many hikers that you know didn't do something like that and ran out of food um and you know that's probably why they had to put that sign up yeah or just simple things like dehydration like this guy that was at the shelter with us last night he went 25 miles and he was just, he wasn't even hungry because he was a little dehydrated by the time he got to the shelter. And, yeah, and he was just coming, he, coming out of the 100 mile wilderness. So he was doing um, a southbound trip. Um, and we caught him at the, basically like the end of the 100 mile wilderness. Yeah. And he was just, he, all he wanted was Gatorade, and unfortunately we couldn't provide that for him, but we did provide him with some crystal light packets, which he was really thankful to receive, and those put some, like, sugar and electric lights back in him, but... Yeah, I mean, he said that, yeah, without that, he probably wouldn't have been able to down that one liter of water when he got to the shelter. But he's like, yeah, I think there's something about those just adding some flavoring, you know, it helped me get it all down. Because he said he was, he wasn't even hardly eating. He was that dehydrated. Yeah, um, I was like offering him some cherries that we had. And he's like, no, I can't even do that. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so just be careful when you're out there and, you know, prepare yourself. Even if it's carrying a little extra weight, um food and stuff, especially in those stretches where, you know, there isn't an area to resupply. Um, he's, he also had mentioned that he's going to um, lighten his load because he was using um, gear from the 80s. Yeah, he had like some really old tent with him 
very heavy gear. Yeah, he said his pack was about 50 pounds, his pack weight. So I think uh, he was really looking forward to getting to Shaw's and doing a bit of a shakedown. Um, kind of exchanging his gear for some some lighter gear, newer lighter gear. So hopefully all went well with him. Um, we haven't seen him today. He took off um, well before we got up. Yeah. And then we, uh, yeah, at Shaw's. So Shaw's is really cool because it's a hostel, but there's also a whole store there where hikers can buy any gear they need. They can resupply any food that they need. And um, there's also like a hiker box. So if hikers don't want certain foods anymore, they leave it in this box. And it's kind of just a community box. So if you're a through hiker, you can grab snacks there for free if you want to resupply your stuff. Yeah, and it's one of the older, ho- oldest hostels on the AT, from what um, Soe was telling us. Yep, and it's run by um, a couple that, and they, their house is right next to it. It's con- the store is connected to their house. So when I went in there to pay for our parking, it was only a dollar a day to park. So all we owed them, owed them was a dollar, but the cashier it was the girl she had her daughter probably like two-year-old daughter on her lap and it was just like a very family friendly comfortable environment to be in and just a ton of hikers like sitting around people were playing the piano sleeping having beer doing laundry just a very welcoming homey feeling environment that a through hiker needs to kind of refresh them and push them on to their next miles on the trail. Yeah, and I think, yeah, it's like most hikers go northbound on the AT, um, so I think it's also one of those places to just, you know, recuperate before you do your 100 miles in the 100 mile wilderness and get to the end at Katahdin. So, um, it's kind of one of those, like, all right, this is kind of your last luxury. Yeah, yeah, last, like, luxury, relaxing time you have. So that's kind of cool. That's, that's kind of cool about that town, I thought. Um, so yeah, after we picked up our car, we ended up heading back to Soway's property, um, and... Yeah, when we got there, he was uh, chipping... So there's these three rocks on his property that he wanted to move. So he was chipping and working really hard at those rocks with a... um, Just a... Sledgehammer. A sledgehammer. (laughs) Yeah, and then he had this, like, chisel. Well, it was more like a a big wedge. um, Big, like, steel wedge to split wood with. Um, that he was also chipping away at the rock with. So, like, there's the there are these two. Well, no, there are three like huge rocks in that were coming up out of the ground. Um, he wanted them out of there so he could um, put a driveway in that kind of goes in off the road and then up the property. Um, right now the driveway is only enough for him to like fit his van into right now. It's just like a parking space basically. Uh, but once he gets these three rocks, um, out, then he's only got some little stuff left and now, um, 
he just wants to get some fill dirt in there and then put some rock for like the actual driveway yeah and we we will be interviewing him so make sure you watch for that episode where he shares a lot of the details about what he's doing on his property and all the projects that he has going on and plans to have going on yeah so once we got there we had uh well we had picked up uh hot dogs and a six pack of beer for uh for dinner basically so we ended up him and I cracking the beers and just chipping away at rocks. Um, I offered to help uh, take turns doing some sledgehammer work. Um, Watching them sledgehammer really just reminded me of an old western movie, I gotta say. I was sitting in the hammock while they were doing it most of the time. And Yeah, you were just over <laughs> in the hammock reading a book while we're sweating and my hands were blistering up. Uh, my hands are kind of like raw right now. Just I had gloves on, but they're not the best gloves. And yeah, just we were going at it for hours. I think the beer helped for sure. Oh, and he had a couple uh, shots of whiskey for us too. That motivation, a little bit of motivation. I did go over and use the sledgehammer a couple times myself, and I was able to chip some rock away. So I felt really really good about that make sure you look at our blog because there's going to be a photo posted about that one i think we even got some video of you doing that too yeah it was fun it was very uh empowering to hold a sledgehammer so it was doing a time lapse on his gopro of it too so we'll try and link to his page uh if we can find that yes definitely check out his page because he's doing really yeah great stuff at the homestead we'll definitely link to um yeah the the homestead's facebook page um where he's been posting a lot of videos on the progress um so yeah after oh i don't know a few hours of doing that i mean there was a point where we just like we were just exhausted couldn't do anymore so we decided to kind of hang it all up we had one rock completely removed um we got another rock mostly removed where he said oh i can deal with that he just wants like maybe a couple more inches of that cleared so we can pull in a little closer to the shed and then there is one more rock that was proving very difficult (laughs) and this one might take him a while we even he has this like um electric uh winch too that he put a chain on he bolted the winch to a stump and (laughs) tried to basically kind of like pry this rock out of the ground and it was ripping the bolts out of the stump um that's how solid this rock is in the ground so um i'm gonna wish him luck (laughs) on getting that out um it's 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 a challenging one but once it's moved, I mean, he's he's got like virtually, I guess, no um, no obstacles anymore. I mean, just some smaller rocks and some stumps. But he said that's easy, easy work. <laughs> I don't know thing, if any work at his property is easy work. It's all very much hands-on, hardworking. Yeah. Labor. I guess, uh, relatively speaking, it's yeah. easy work compared to this uh, this rock that we were trying yesterday. 
But the one suggestion you had was the uh, recruitment of hikers from the hostel to come over and put in some manual labor, some work for stay. Definitely, work for stay, because people need to pay to stay at that hostel, but if he wants work done, he's just got to go over to that hostel and bring some hikers over, give them a place to sleep, and give them some tools, and they will happily work away. Yeah, and I think he was even mentioning something about uh, providing maybe a couple PBRs or something, some some beers. Definitely. Um, to kind of bribe them over. But, yeah, it's uh, some work, and um, it's not easy work either. No. But, yeah, that's um, kind of where our day led us to. And then just kind of dinner and... Uh, yeah, we're going to roast some hot dogs and um, just stay here for the night. Sleep in the car again, I think. And then... Um, I think make our way, start making our way back west, back towards home. Yeah. Uh, one thing that we want to do coming up is go hike Mount Washington, so maybe we'll do that in the next couple days here. Yeah, there was multiple people that we met on the AT who said we should definitely do that while we're out here, so we're motivated. Yeah, so I think that's it for today. Stay tuned for tomorrow's podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. You've been listening to the Hiking Through Life podcast. Peace, love, and hike through life.